Hi guys, I would like to speak about alkaline diets. I know you've read about it, I know you've heard about it, and I know that you might have tried it even. It's a big topic, probably in the last 10 years, like there's many more diets coming around. Before diet, we're really focused on losing weight, and this was a big mistake. We've chatted about this before, and maybe we'll have to do it again. So let's just wipe this all up. But now there's a lot more diets about being healthy, optimizing our health. And this one is important to me because there is a big saying, which is that if you have a more alkaline diet, you are probably less prone to inflammation. Now, this is important because inflammation is at 95% the reason why we experience pain. You might know or not, but everything that has the name of an anatomical structure and that finishes with the suffix itis means that this is being inflamed. I give you an example that you've heard. The meninges, which is the bag that holds your brain and the cerebrospinal fluid, if they get inflamed, it's called a meningitis. You've heard about this, a tendon, a tendinitis. I can go on and on. So what is inflammation, first of all? Inflammation is a natural response of the body to a tissue being attacked or compressed or burned or any kind of aggression. And what does it encompass? It encompasses four things. If you can see it on your skin, and it's really simple, right? We've done it before. I just need to scratch my arm, and we're going to wait about, let's say, 30 seconds. It's an average. People are more sensitive than others. We're going to start seeing, it's kind of starting already, you might see it, a red little stripe, and it's a little bit swollen. And if I was really sensitive, I could even feel that it's a bit hot. The last thing is, if I compare now my skin on either side of that scratch or the scratch, it's a bit more sensitive where I've just touched it. Four things. It's painful, it's red, it's swollen, and it's hot. These are the four characteristics of inflammation. Now, what you see on my forearm now happens absolutely anywhere if any of my tissues is infected. So it could be due to a virus, we talked about it, about a bacteria, about a parasite, or a mechanical aggression, which is just I've just done. By scratching my arm, I've basically probably damaged a few of my cells on my own. They will be regenerated, I'm not worried about that, but for now, they are trying to fix themselves. So what happens now? To be able to fix any cell, I need some nutrients, and I need to enhance the exchanges between the blood, in this case the capillaries, the very small vessels, and the cells. This is exactly what's happening now. So I'm gonna slow down the circulation, I'm gonna swell a little bit, Lymph is going to come, I'm going to heat up because the more I heat up this specific place, the more this will increase the thermodynamics of the, the, the little location and makes the, the nutrients move faster. And it is painful because my body is telling me, do not do this again, because we are now trying to fix itself. If I scratch myself again there, it's going to become more and more of a problem because I didn't give it enough time to regenerate. Now think about inflammation as something that is a good indicator of something that has or needs to be fixed. So you want this mechanism to happen in your body. What you don't want is to have a threshold of inflammation that's too low. So in this instance, again, I needed to scratch with my nail to create the inflammatory response. If I just take the soft bit of my finger 
and kindly stroke my arm, I am not going to create inflammation. I need a certain amount of pressure and speed and a hard nail to be able to create that reaction. So there is a, a certain threshold at which it starts. That's when I want to shift this into understanding what an alkaline diet is. It seems, but we're going to discuss that today, that the more alkaline, alkaline my physiology is, the more the threshold of inflammation goes up, meaning I need a more and harder stimulus to create inflammation. You could ask yourself, is that good? It is good if it's gone too low, because lots of people experience pain, and it's difficult for us practitioners, or for them, to define if this pain is justifiable. Did they do enough to their shoulder to have their shoulder in pain? Someone else might not have pain at all. So where is this difference between people experiencing pain linked to them having different threshold of inflammation. Alkaline diets is something that, in a nutshell, I'm not going to go into all the different things that you need to eat or not, because that's really easy to access. You just type this in Google and you find them all. But in a nutshell, what it is, is to eat more fruits and veg. But what it means is more interesting if you look at it in terms of anthropology and where we come from. So if you make a difference between sapiens 12,000 years ago, and I'm choosing that day because this is the date of the agriculture revolution. So the big change from being gatherers and hunters to becoming agricultures, as it were. In that change up to now, you have to include the last 200 years of the industrial revolution. Now, I'm going to tell you things that you might know or not, but are quite surprising. So first of all, there is something quite different in the amount and the variation between the different nutrients you find in the soil and in all the things that we eat. I'll give you a quick example. Um, when we were hunter-gatherers, we were eating, I guess, we weren't there exactly, but we were eating mostly fruits, a lot of grains, and a bit of carcasses, because we're not great hunters actually. But to give you an idea, the ratio between the potassium and sodium in what these guys were getting in was about 10 to 1. And this has a massive impact in the pH of the organism. So here we go. We're going to go now into understanding what the pH is. You know that it's between 0 and 14 scale. 7 is the middle, and this is called neutral pH. This is where you're going to be in the middle. If you're above 7, you're alkaline. If you're below 7, you're in an acidic environment. It's extremely fine and extremely important that you're in the exact pH for you to be able to function at your optimum physiology, but just function altogether. I give you an idea that you might have heard, for example, the ocean is a bit alkaline, it's 8.1, and with all the human activity and increase of CO2 that has been capping, it's now 8. No, it was 8.2, sorry, it's now 8.1. Apologize for the mistake. And that 0.1% change makes the whole coral reef starting to die and not be able to regenerate. So you have to understand how fine that line is between being in the right pH. Coming back to us, we realize that we have a pH that is very different depending on where we are on our body. And I think this is something people don't really know either, is... The pH that we're talking about in my blood, is it in my cells, is it in my interstitial fluid, or where is it? Give, let me give you a few examples. The pH in your stomach is extremely, extremely low, down to 2.53. It's extremely acid. And there's a good reason for this, because a lot of what you eat is full of 
potential aggressors like viruses and bacteria and parasites, and you need to try and kill them straight in. So your biggest immune response to what you eat is right there because of its acidity. But the skin as well, for example, is quite acid. Same here, you don't want an overgrowth of any microbial, and this is one of the defense. You can say the same thing about vagina in the ladies, for example, it's quite acidic because this you don't want any microbial proliferation. So you realize that a lot of places where you have a possible entry will be quite acidic. And as you go deeper in the body, we become more alkaline. Now, the food that we are talking about that might help you to become alkaline, which is essentially taking away meat, red, even white meat, which is said many times that is actually alkaline, it isn't, taking all the sugars out, taking lots of the dairy products out. So you're left with really good fats and a tiny bit of fruit and veg. It's not a lot in your diet from what we eat today, but this is, I think, the best way to be alkaline and to try those alkaline diets. The thing is, the research is not telling us as amazing results that we're thinking it could be. i give you an example. We've tried on 300 people in 300 countries different diets and we found that actually the result that we are finding are not exactly the result that we were expecting. The thing that we know trying to have an alkaline diet is good for is that it can first and foremost help with your bone health which seems to be not that important, but actually it is really important, especially when you get a bit older. You've heard about osteoporosis and osteopenia. But also think about having an, an unhealthy bone structure it means that the calcium is also now coming into the system, not sticking with the bones. And this will mean that you're get, getting a lot of issues with calcifications. So this is kidney stone, for example, or calcification in different joints or muscles. So this is one thing you want to keep the calcium in the bone and nowhere else. Um, it also avoids muscle wasting. Now, muscle wasting is a funny one because it affects a lot of things. And if you think about one of the biggest issues with people getting and growing a bit older is that usually one day the biggest change in their health comes from a fall. And what has led to the fall is that their muscle is just not as strong as it used to be. So yet again, we tend to not really think all that was, oh yeah, they fell, broke their hip, then they had surgery or not, and after that they were never the same. That is all very accepted, but we have to, why did they fall in the first place? And usually it is muscle wasting. And this is one thing that an alkaline diet can prevent, is muscle wasting. So in that instance, I think this is a, a great side effect of trying to eat more alkaline. Another thing that it seems to be helping with is hypertension, high blood pressure and stroke. Now, it's difficult to know if this is because when you eat that way, you also seem to be healthier that way. So we realize that when we do those, those different studies that people change their behavior when they eat differently. So it's difficult to not relate to other changes that are possible as well. There's another one that I really like. It's an increase in growth hormones. Now, the growth hormones, some people take it as supplements or injection. I wouldn't recommend this, but if you can get an increase of those by eating the right thing, know that that will help your cognitive abilities and your memory. Yet again, there's a huge link when we grow in our senior years between the deterioration of our mind and how much we can think our cognitive abilities with our physicality. It seems that, as we know, but we always think the body goes first and the mind after, sometimes it's the reverse. And once the mind goes, the body goes very quickly as well. So keeping the mind bright and sharp is one of the things that you can do to really keep 
your whole body in, in the best of shape. Um, the last thing is, last or not, but we have through pH to understand that this is the balance between the different electrolytes. I know you've heard this word before as well, but all the organization of the physiology, for example, your nerve conduction, but also the exchange between your cells is a movement of electrolytes through the membranes. So you need the right amount of electrolytes on either side and you need them to be in the right, what we call concentration. And one of the things that having a more alkaline diet will help with is to increase the magnesium. And this is something that we with the food we're eating today having an issue. And this is where this study finishes, but I want to finish with this because it seems that even when you eat the right thing, we are talking about nutrients and electrolytes. And these come into the fruits and veg that you eat from the soil. If your soil is not strong enough in organic matter and electrolytes, you won't find it into the fruit and veg you will eat. So remember that this is the biggest issue probably today. If you want to think about an alkaline diet, not necessarily what you eat, but where does it come from? You have to put the emphasis on at least organic sourced vegetables and fruits, biodynamic even if you can, which is even more enhanced because there's more manure, there's preparations, there's more work done to try and regenerate the soil. But I think this is something that we forget because we have to go back every time to the origin. So if you think about it, we could have someone falling in the 70s and having all sorts of side effects from that fall. And if we trace it back, we can trace it back to them maybe not eating alkaline enough, maybe not eating the right food, not source the right food from the right place. So if we want to wrap this one up, I think we need to focus on the idea that it seems, but we can't say for sure that alkaline diet will help with pushing the threshold inflammation up a little bit. And what you need to do to be sure that this is going to work is increase fruit and veg, take away the acidic part of your alimentation, and then make sure that you source your fruit and veg from the right place.